Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Look at us. Like, actually, don't look at us. You can't look at us because it's a podcast. <laughs> That's already a faux pas from me. Team, hello, it's Fab here again. We both are glowing and I think it's because we were just talking about being in our element. I was talking about my short holiday in the Peak District and hiking, being like my husband was like, you know what, well, I'm going to give you what you need, which is more walking. And I was like, thank you. So that was great. And you were talking about your uh, time speaking and all these amazing events, Emma. So I feel like thinking about these things makes us glow, you know? Yep, for sure. Plus, it gives Emma incredible content for all of her short-form devices. That's what I've been seeing a lot as well, which has been really, really exciting. I think it's nice to be able as well to do it in a way where you just kind of give a bit of a glimpse of what you're up to. I have to ask you, though, do you have somebody that you literally throw your phone at and be like, please do this right now as I'm on stage? Or have you found other ways for you to get all that goodness, all that good content well, for the first time ever. So if you'd asked me that question last week, the answer would be no, I do everything myself. But for the first time ever, my very good friend, Nicola, NJ Webster, she came with me to the boat show yesterday and she was my behind the scenes skipper. She was everywhere. We had a tripod and a roving gimbal and I now have loads of content of myself, which is un unknown. <laughs> oh my God, that's actually the best thing ever. And to be honest... One of the things that I do and that I do when I go to events myself, and it's been a while, is usually I bring my uh, beautiful, handsome husband with me and he becomes my, my, again, my skipper, becomes my like right-hand person. And he already knows, I just give him the phone and like, baby, go, go, go. It's like, go, 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 go. And he's like, okay, ready. And it's an understated support that, especially when you are kind of creating content behind the scene, we don't think about. And I love that you mentioned that because you know what? One of the things that I've seen a lot on Instagram, for example, is more and more the evolution of kind of uh, seamless B-roll used for other reasons, not just kind of to showcase events, but also you put that on and then you talk about something else. 
So I think beforehand, we kind of knew that we had to create content and curate content. But on top of the normal content we have to create now, we also need B-roll handy. I genuinely didn't realize until I was more conscious about it, how much time and effort it takes. I have folders now, albums on my iPhone that have different types of B-roll saved so that I know where to find it. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm just a crazy one, but that's literally the only way that I can <laughs> tell me I'm the same or, or something of those likes, please. You are not alone. I'm a folder obsessed because I can't be doing with scrolling. I know I have a photo. I know I have a video. Scroll, 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 scroll. No, everything goes in a folder, every event, every, and I have years. So I'll have Southampton Boat Show 2022, Southampton Boat Show 2023. And I just, I have to catalog stuff. Okay. That is next level. I, I really embrace that. Actually, I really like that. And actually that's, that's very interesting because it just makes me think about all the amount of time that we put into, you know, what we're doing. And it makes me think about literally talking about changes on, and I'm thinking about Instagram right now. I'm going to kind of slide straight into this before we even talk about cool things that have been happening recently. I'm going to slide into this and say something we talked about actually with Emma. So good segue. A couple of um, <laughs> episodes ago, so you can just go and listen back if you want to. We introduced the broadcast channels as an idea on Instagram. And then the way kind of overshadowed by the fact that they started to roll out when threads became a thing. So there was a bit of that side conversation. And so in in my naivete, I thought, mm, okay, channels are there. Maybe they will do something. Maybe they won't. We're fine, everybody. We don't have to worry about a new thing that we have to literally jump into. Then threads arrived and I was like, okay, brace. And now channels are back. I don't know if it's only me, but I saw the broadcast channels now are popping out like mm. beautiful mushrooms everywhere. And I know if I'm correct, that you tasted something along those lines. I think you tested it before. So I want to hear from you, but I've seen it too. Them little mushrooms are popping up and I'm like, no, 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 no. So yeah, thoughts. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of a mushroom. It's my second favorite vegetable um, underneath sweet corn, random. But yes, they are prevalent. I have been invited to three broadcast channels just in the last 24 hours. And while I didn't think we were going to get this in the UK for a long time, it feels very suspicious to me because Threads is taking another dip into the deep, dark ocean. And I think this is probably... Meta's way of giving us more of the good stuff for the other channels and threads may, we may see that slowly dip off. I, I don't know. I know they're saying they're still putting a lot into it, but I did an Instagram update this morning and I don't have broadcast channels yet, but they are absolutely like a weed. They're just, they're coming in. Um, I'm here for them. I think they're a good idea. What I like about them, and part of me likes them, part of me also finds that then it becomes a bit of a double-edged sword, is that they can become that element of conversation. So for research purposes of the podcast, I actually went through some of the ones that I was invited to. I didn't join them, to be very honest, but I had a look. And I love the idea that it can become a personalized and private element of community where maybe you can share discounts, you can even test offerings. Some people were doing that, which I found was really clever. You know, you can actually engage in conversations with the community. That I like because it's kind of the way that I would have used threads anyway. So if we were looking for people for the podcast, maybe, or even workshops, we run uh, some workshops as well. So we have specific themes and topics now to keep us a bit more structured with our student community. So it's actually helpful to be, we're looking for people on this topic. Do you have a 20-minute workshop you want to run with us? My only double-edged sword thought, and I want to hear your opinion, is that 
I the only my only worry is that then if we want to then move people away from that to actually building them into our own database, may that be mm. a newsletter, may that be a community, may that be something else, we're adding an extra step or you know, how can we differentiate that enough to be like sign up for my newsletter if then actually you do a lot of that one-to-one conversation there. So I think it's interesting. And for some people, it might be that I like, I just prefer to keep everything on Instagram. And I know that that's what Instagram wants to do. But then my head talking about what we talked about in the last couple of months is like, but don't only be on Instagram, move people away as well. I don't know if I'm making sense with this, but this is this has been some of the thoughts that have been coming up when I've seen it. And how we're seeing people using it in a way that I think keeps us all insulated into that community piece. And I think it has its pros and cons. Yeah, I am completely with you on that. And you, you've brought up a really, really good point. I think it's going to be really hard, actually, for people like you and me and creators, because where they probably would have posted some content, video, short form carousel, whatever, on Instagram, and then their call to action was sign up for my email list and then take them to their website or their landing page and then get their data. And as we both all tell everyone, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of them, they could be turned off any second. You would lose all of your followers. But if you have an email list and you have your community over there that you're talking to, that is data that you have been given. So therefore you you can still have that. So it's a really difficult one because it also mean it means now that do we provide even more value? We want them in the broadcast channel, but you don't want to give them too much because you do want them to sign up for the email because you do want to keep them over here. It it's quite difficult um, to want to keep. And I'm a big people pleaser. I can't say no. I say yes to everything and I just give, give, give. So I think if I had one, I'll probably end up giving too much and people would go, well, why do I even need Emma's email? She's given me everything for free. So it's, I think it's a really hard one. I think that balance of providing amazing value and getting people's leads and the emails and still having that constant communication is going to be a tricky one for people. I love that you mentioned that because it actually brings me back to another thing that I didn't think about, which is also then the role of things like uh, close friends and stories for close friends and how people have been using that as well to build their community. Obviously, the beauty of the channels it's then to become a two-way conversation, which is great. But then I'm going to add another another layer. I feel like we're in law and order and we're trying to make a case. I'm like, and another layer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if anybody has a low and order theme tune, you can just put it underneath. As long as it's 10 seconds, you can do the theme tune. If not, copyright issues, low and order style. I'm going to make my case about um, the broadcast channels by saying one more thing. And the thing is, what about then encouraging people again to comment, for example, or to share in your posts if you're already encouraging them to spark their conversation in channels, I think it can go both ways. One, it can make them more comfortable about then talking and responding in the comments. But on the other side, I'm also thinking it's a new and a different way to engage. Is this actually going to help the engagement in that public sphere of the posts and the comments? Or is it actually going to hinder it? Uh, I rest my case. <laughs> no, it's not even a case because I'm actually bringing two perspectives. But that's what I think is going to be interesting. Obviously, it's within Instagram. So to be honest, it doesn't matter too much if it flops or it doesn't as much as Threads does because it's not a different app. But yeah, I think it could have some interesting implications when already we're not seeing the kind of responses and conversations from comments that we used to see anyway. Yeah, agree. I think for some 
for some people that maybe don't get a lot of comments or struggle to get a lot of engagement maybe from a post because people are now less less likely to do that maybe in certain circumstances they may then get more activity and more engagement in a broadcast channel because it is private and it could be very niche or very specific and then that would be a lovely metric to for people to analyze in their own data but yes it it could also mean that a single post or a reel that then had a lot of comments may get less because of the broker it's all about testing i say this every single time i'm on um, a podcast episode and i should just put it in a t-shirt test it will just the best way is to once you have broadcast channels just test it i think there's going to be a lot of very unnecessary unrelevant ones that people just create and then they'll they'll die but i think there'll be opportunities for very relevant conversations i'm going to highlight and i'm going to put it in bold the testing piece because that's also one of my favorite things and if you were at a business of marketing summit you have heard uh, emma mentioned testing there too so not just on the podcast everywhere everywhere which is great uh it actually goes back to one of my other favorite things which is data and i'm actually going to pull in um one other thing that i noticed obviously we're at the end of the month we're at the end of the quarter eventually final quarter of the year we do good or bad is coming i love the fact this piece of news is from social media today which is always a bff and it talks about social media trends of note for 2023 which kind of means basically for now until the end of the year uh, I love that the way that they did that, and I'm going to give you two today out of these three. Uh, obviously, if you are signed up to the newsletter, uh, you will get all these bits of news with this episode as well, so you can check what we mentioned. There are two pieces. I love the fact, by the way, that I believe from my from the look of it, they did this on LinkedIn. So they actually did micro polls, which I love. Different way to do a report, I guess, or like get data. Love it on LinkedIn. I can see it because I can see in the screenshot what it looks like. Going back to what we talked about, data and Instagram, very interestingly, the social platform that marketers have been using the most in 2023 is still, drum roll, Instagram, 42%. Can you guess the second one, Emma and listener? TikTok. LinkedIn. (laughs) What beautiful sound effects I can make. You're welcome, everybody. Yes, indeed. Surprisingly, I would have said TikTok. I mean, one sec though, biases. Where is this pool? On LinkedIn. So there's also that to be said, you know? A lot of people that are on LinkedIn are going to say, oh wait, yeah, LinkedIn, because I'm here. That's why, you know, that's the platform I use. But I found it super interesting though that Instagram was first, which wasn't too surprising, especially with some of the good changes I think they've made. You know, like a couple of years ago, a lot of stuff was very interesting. Instagram was going into a very confusing direction. Interestingly, LinkedIn is second and TikTok is third. And I'm going to tell you one more thing and then I want to hear your thoughts because linked to this piece of news, there's another element of this uh, pool uh, that they did, which is how much time have you been spending on LinkedIn? So that to fill the sentence, which is in 2023, you've been spending this amount of time on LinkedIn, way more, more, less or way less. And based on 2,433 responses, people have said, way more. We're looking at 40, 43% of way more and 36% of more. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting as well, where I've seen myself also different usage of LinkedIn. Again, biases, the platform was LinkedIn apparently. <laughs> but um, yeah, I find it interesting. And I think it's interesting to see that LinkedIn is coming up into the sphere of how people are using and interacting on social. 
and it's just below Instagram and it's still above TikTok. I still think we need to incur biases and obviously the pool of people that probably have been seen and interacting with this the type of demographic. There's not too much information about that, but that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, I find it interesting and I wonder whether this is going to continue if LinkedIn is still going to grow and Instagram is still going to be up top or what's going to change between now and the end of the year. What are your, um, I'm going to put the little prediction at home. What is the prediction hat saying to you based on what we know? Well, it's very funny and not to toot my own horn, but I was asked on stage yesterday, almost this exact same question, but the other way around. So I'm going to give you my answer, which was the question yesterday. I think the spike in people you saying they're using LinkedIn more is because X, also known as Twitter, um, is just, if you anybody listens to any of these episodes, they know how animated and overexcited I get about this and they know how I feel about it. So I don't really need to go into it. Um, for anyone listening to the podcast, I was sighing and eye rolling. Um, so I think personally, the downturn, the bad times of X is attributed to people using LinkedIn more. Definitely for me personally, I, that's just where I'm gravitating to next. Um, it's used a lot by my niche, which is the UK leisure marine industry. Uh, and that is the question that I, I, I answered yesterday. So I think even more people are going to spend more time on LinkedIn um, for that very reason. I think Twitter users and LinkedIn users are, are very similar and the, the content is, is repurposable and transferable. So I can see LinkedIn getting even more usage because of that. That's an excellent point. And again, it's that transference that we've seen from Instagram to TikTok when things started to sway a different way at first. And then I think because there are still some very active and very loyal Instagram uh, users, then obviously things have evened out. And obviously Instagram didn't make the literal full part that <laughs> X did throughout. So obviously it's a different situation, but there are some similarities. So I think it's it's a very, very well-made point. And it's just interesting for us to know and to learn. So depending on, as you said, your niche and understanding where your niche was gravitating towards, this might be a good time for you to ask yourself since the new quarter is starting, wait a second, where are my people at right now? Like almost as an auditor, as a little bit of a check, which we do with our students as well. In the community, every quarter is like, where is where are my people at? Has anything changed for them that I need to take note of? And obviously maybe even for myself. And with that note, I actually mentioned the student community. In October, we are going to be talking about planning for the holidays because I felt already I was late. I don't know if you had the same, obviously I, I signed up to a lot of newsletters, and everybody was doing webinars, events, mentions, articles about Black Friday and Christmas in July. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait for my students. Bless them. I think the time of summer is the worst thing to do is just bombarding you to be like, these are all the campaigns you need to work on when you're back. But this October, that's the focus of the community. We're going to be really talking about planning for the holidays and seasonal and also finding, I think, obviously what we do is a lot about the ethical and the conscious piece. So finding ways that feel good for you as well, not tactics that are just meant to be selling, but ways to create an holiday campaign that feels good for your brand. So with that in mind, there are two more pieces of news I want to talk about today. And the one that you found is not necessarily specifically on this topic that we're going to talk about in the community as well. I still think there is some relevance, actually. So you can tell us a bit more about WhatsApp flows. And I'm just going to say in my my back of my head, I think it's exciting in general, but I can see it work even more so if, you know, found as a way to intertwine with 
some of these big holidays and seasonal events that are coming up in the next coming months. So tell us more about WhatsApp flows. What the hell are they? WhatsApp flows. And I'm going to take it straight from the horse's mouth so that you get all the tea and no spillage. So WhatsApp have said that they are launching WhatsApp flows for business accounts. Now, I'll just say it and then I'll give you my opinion if um, if it's needed. So it's a brand new feature. And WhatsApp Flows is, is going to allow businesses to provide services whilst seamlessly interacting with customers. Customers can use the services of the business and can perform several actions within WhatsApp without having to leave it. So they're not just being driven to a website and click and multiple clips. They get to do it all inside in a, in a flow. Things that you can do inside the flow are book appointments. You can log into an account. You can customize products. You can submit forms. You can sign up for events. You can get offers. Hello, Black Friday and Christmas. And that's just the list that WhatsApp gave. Now, for all of you thinking, oh my God, no, absolutely not. This is a data dark fake. It is awful. WhatsApp have assured everyone <laughs> that the information that they provide, so if you were filling out a form or logging in or anything like that, is delivered securely within the end-to-end encryption of WhatsApp. It's delivered to the business only, and they can use your information and the details that you've added for their own purposes. That is what WhatsApp have said. So basically, it's very, very good timing that they're rolling this out for business accounts. and. Unlike what we were just talking about with the Instagram broadcast channels, I think this is a wonderful way for businesses to level up their customer service in time for one of the greatest shopping extravaganzas that we all know that is Black Friday that helps people shop for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, and I think this is a great way for businesses to just communicate more with their customers, provide more value, give them unique, specific offers, let them know about Black Friday deals and keep it all within a very secure way and not sending people off to lots of landing pages and having to fill in more data. So that's essentially what WhatsApp have said they're doing. You actually made a great point there. I mean, you make lots of great points. Uh, one of the great points that you made, though, is the idea that obviously was thought through from the flow itself, which is not to get people to click on different things and go to different places. And I generally feel it's one of the biggest problems that we have with the holiday season and preparing for the holiday season is then, you know, the user intent is to buy a bit more. That's That's a positive. We're looking to buy, but also I think it can be a bit daunting because then you have to position yourself to be obviously the right to the type of product or the type of thing that people would want to buy. So for example, for some information driven or services, it can be harder than, let's be honest, as you say, buying for Christmas or, you know, investing in yourself is harder than actually buying things for others or kind of buying other things. So I think in itself is actually a way, as you say, to keep things more streamlined to avoid the overwhelm that is already kind of happening from a consumer side of being like, I've got so many offers, so many people are shouting all the time. And I don't know if this is going to help, but my, how can I say this? My wish for Black Friday and or like the holiday season would be that actually, you know, there's so many ways that we can make it more ethical and, and sustainable for everybody. But one of the ways that I want to try myself and we've done it last year as well, and it worked really well is to make it less on the scarcity point, less on the pushing point, 
and actually give more time and being like, we have this deal, we have this offer, this is how it's going to work, this is when it's going to roll out. Obviously, you can't do it in September and hope that it's going to work whenever Black Friday is this year, which I should have checked before this, but I didn't. I still believe that one of the biggest problems is that you are competing with so much noise the week of those kind of dates. It's really hard then to find that space. So this can be one great way when you're bringing your customers in then to kind of start that conversation a bit earlier on, you know, directly with them and then obviously giving them the option to choose if they want to access some specific offers. Were you actually checking the date for me, by the way? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you couldn't see it, but I saw them. I was like, ding, ding. So tell me the date, please. Tell us the date again. It's Friday, the 24th of November. Amazing. I'm going to tell you something now then. The last thing I want to talk about on this topic again, just because we are in this preparing for the holiday season mindset. Another thing that is happening, which is almost as exciting as WhatsApp flows, is that TikTok is actually for this year subsidizing Black Friday deals, obviously to compete with the big guns like Amazon and Walmart. And Jess Bruno talked about TikTok shops uh, before on the pod because it has been rolled out and developed and strengthened over summer. But very interestingly, they want to boost their online market space, which, as Jess Bruno said, I'm going to reiterate, we would love it to be full of small business people that really want to make a mark instead of random crap. Thank you. Uh, regardless, the online marketplace, obviously they're trying to really push it and there's no better time, so to speak, than this time of the year. So what's really been interesting is that what they are doing, they are subsidizing up to 50% discounts to encourage in the US, obviously the holiday shopping, to encourage that experience through TikTok. So apparently the plan is, you know, Official deals were going to start on the 8 p.m. on the 23rd of November. So that's what I should have known what Black Friday was. All the way until Cyber Monday, which runs obviously from the 28th to the 30th of November. This is literally a huge push from TikTok. It's a huge investment as well on their part. And it's all about making sure that I think they can make the most of their TikTok shop. Once again, maybe by then, I'm hoping, if anybody's listening from TikTok, that can be better ways to also integrate this online market space to also be a place for smaller businesses. Because if that was the case, it would be a great opportunity, I think, for smaller businesses to really go there and once again have a seamless experience. So these are some of my thoughts. I don't know if you had a look at this, I don't know if you already heard about this or even just TikTok shops, but I would love to hear your opinion, especially about the shop itself as well as this. I um I understand why they've done this and I think it's a good idea. Again, they've got to they've got to test it, right? It's what we talk about all the time. So they're testing something new and, and they've got to try it. Uh, yeah, my initial uh, thoughts or concerns were mostly around smaller businesses and small SME shops who use TikTok as a wonderful way to uh, drive up their sales as long as well as their own websites and things. 50% off is an enormous discount which a lot of very big stores or big brands can absolutely consume that and give 50% and and therefore they're going to get boosted in their black friday offers i worry that smaller businesses can't cope with something like a 50% off or would have to sell so many to be able to to make that a really good deal. So uh, so I do worry whether it will get taken up by many small smaller businesses and creators selling selling products because that's a massive discount. However, I do think it's a good way. I'm a massive fan of TikTok shop. I have bought quite a few things on the shop that I probably would never buy because I won't wouldn't have I just wouldn't have seen them and I think of all the things I've bought on TikTok shop there was only one thing that was 
absolute rubbish and that was probably my own fault so I love TikTok shop I think it's a good idea I think it's going to be really really interesting and we talked about obviously before again with Jess Bruno the difference between Instagram shops and some of their limitations versus TikTok shop and I actually has a seamless experience and even just from WhatsApp flows that you just mentioned I think that's where a lot of platforms are going in that direction especially when it comes to buying and buying platforms Another thing I want to mention as well, very briefly, and might be something that we can talk about again next time. I did jump in for, on behalf of everybody else, uh, Pinterest Presents, which honestly I could do a podcast episode just about that because I don't know, did you actually see it or watch it? It was no. brilliant. Okay, I'm not going to go too long about it, but it was brilliant. They actually ran it as a show. There were, I can see they invested a lot of money in it. There were three comedians as well in it they were like the hosts it felt like a fun event i was like yes this is what we want more pinterest i love you nobody gives a damn about poor old pinterest i do raising the flag they were great there wasn't a mention about as much about offers and other things like that but there are going to be so pinterest present is heavily about advertising and advertisers and there are so many interesting small things that are changing and bigger things that are implemented, including accessibility and inclusion and inclusivity as well within shops, which I think is so cool. And also even better and stronger talking about holiday season, um, content calendars and, you know, and inspiration, especially for advertisers. So just because we talked about TikTok as well and WhatsApp, um, I want to say that I think you can still access the replay. We'll see if we're going to do a podcast episode or not. We're probably going to talk about it though as well in our, you know, in, in the community, in the student community, because I'm generally feeling really strong about how good it was. But I just want to give kudos to Pinterest because there's a lot of things happening. But even just the event itself was if I'm going to run an event where I have the budget to do something like this, that's how I want to run it. It was fun. It was an hour. It were a lot, lots of great points, lots of a fun way to actually get me to listen about Pinterest advertising, which I didn't believe it was possible. So. Well done, Pinterest. Uh, I just wanted to say that because it was actually very, very inspiring. And I was like, this is an hour well spent, surprisingly. But yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting time. I think we are going to see some shifts. So I'm going to keep, obviously, let's all keep an eye out for the shifts potentially when it comes to this holiday season and these upcoming offers. Because I think social platforms are going to come even stronger with some offers, opportunities and campaigns along those lines. TikTok is the first with a big announcement of a Black Friday subsidization, but I don't think they're going to be the only one doing things. We've seen Facebook lives before, you know, like live streaming with shopping. I think there's going to be more things coming up. So I'm excited about that. In the meantime, as always, thank you so much for listening. I want to mention one more time, just because I said it 17 million times, we are going to be talking about preparing for the holiday season all the way throughout October in the community. So if you do want to join us for events, we're going to have some great tactics that actually can be applied to this time of the year. And obviously every week we're going to do a micro challenge that builds up to, you know, a project we're going to work on together for the month. You can just go to altmarketingschool.com slash join. I just wanted to mention that because if you're interested in this topic, that's what we're going to be talking about. altmarketingschool.com slash join. Before we say bye until next time. Where can people find out more about you? Emma, remind us of what happens every single week. Their appointment, they cannot miss aside from this podcast. The most important thing they need to be doing is watching Tea and Tips on a Friday. <laughs> midday 12 p.m british summertime on instagram live i go live for about 10 sometimes 15 minutes if i get very excited about the social media news of the week 
and then it gets posted to my grid. So don't miss it. You shall not miss it and you shall not miss the next episode. Until then, it's been a pleasure. Class dismissed.